It's the show that makes us talk. So the other night, I was outside looking at the night sky, wishing upon a star, and something weird happened. What happened? I got moon. (laughs) What about our life? With Chris and Will. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. We so totally have that recording. You remember the little monorail that we have that goes around our little Christmas tree that yeah. we set up every single year? Yeah. We we always forget to put new batteries in it, so it doesn't always work every year. <laughs> yep. And then when we do turn it on, we forget to turn it off, so the batteries kind of drain. But that is the infamous Disney World um, remembrance. Everybody gets on the monorail and tries to speak the Spanish that we can never and personally, I think he speaks way too fast. Yeah, you can never understand <laughs> it, but everybody tries to copy it. But yeah, in any sense, it is our infamous Disney World episode. Walt Disney World episode. Yes, Yay! it is our special edition episode. One, because Disney World has been a big, big part of our life. Uh, we met at Disney. We uh, got engaged at Disney. We're getting married at Disney. We have a lot of friends at Disney. We have a lot of history with with Disney World in particular. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so this episode's a little bit longer than the other ones. So uh, bear with us. But there's a lot of fun stuff going on in this episode. So I think you'll enjoy it. But um, in all in all, it all started for me in 1998. Um, I wanted to get out of Louisiana really, really bad. I wanted to move to Florida, work for Disney, just like most people do. And so I convinced my sister, I said, hey, for spring break of my senior year, uh, take me to Disney World so I can apply for a job. So she did. We didn't tell anybody I was applying. I applied. I got the job. Uh, It was funny, though, because if you ever get a job with Disney World, at least back in the day, um, the interview process was almost about five, six hours. It was a mm -hmm. long process. And so my sister went across the street to uh, what was called downtown Disney, which is Disney Springs now, because the casting center was across the street. She dropped me off into the interview. She came back a couple hours later. She goes, I haven't heard from my brother. What happened to him? And they go, well, if he got the job, then uh, he's got a couple hours to go through the process. So she had to go get a drink somewhere to come back and pick me up. And this was before cell phone. I was about to say that. Yes. (laughs) You know, we didn't have a way of getting in touch with everybody. So she had to keep coming back and forth, but in any sense. So, um, but I got the job, never told anybody that, um, I was moving to Florida, didn't even tell my parents. And I wasn't planning on doing that until actually I graduated from high school and moving the next day. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. Surprise. (laughs) Unfortunately, uh, two weeks before I graduated, uh, Disney called the house and my mother answered the phone, asked who it was and what it was regarding. And they said, oh, we're here to call to help him prep for his first day on the job. So eventually after I got off the phone call, my parents looked at me and said, so when were you going to tell us that you moved, you were moving to Florida? And I go, probably the day that I was going to move to Florida because I had already had my vehicle. I had money. I had a place to live and I had a job. So I had everything planned and arranged. And so, uh, yeah, and that was back in 1998. Since then, I gave Disney probably, what, almost 15 plus years of my life. Worked at Disneyland, Disney World, uh, the Disney production side, Disney Studios, uh, Disney Channel, ABC, everything you can imagine. I've had a big, long history with Disney. So um, that's why it's kind of special. So tell us your Disney start story. My Disney start story was I moved to Florida in 1998 and I had to get a job. I really didn't want to be a grocer or what is it? A bagger at a grocery store. 
because I didn't know what job to get. So in the newspaper, my mom saw that there were auditions for uh, Disney Entertainment, um, and it was held at a local high school. Uh, I went there after school one day. Um, it was a little bit after four o'clock, um, and I got through the first few rounds of the, they had several rounds of auditions, and they kept me there. There was like about a thousand people who were there. They narrowed it down to about 200. It was around 11 o'clock at night. They still kept going. They wanted me to stay, but obviously I had to go to school the next morning. So they said, okay, well, we'll keep you. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, and that was in 1998 as well. Yeah, I did a lot of departments. Willie was strictly entertainment. I did entertainment. I did guest services, I did attractions. I did all kinds of different departments. And um, I remember my audition for entertainment. I did not try. Somebody asked me, they go, oh, you have talent. You should go audition. So I did. I was completely unprepared. I, I still remember it to this day. It was an embarrassing thing because I just made up something right on the spot. And ironically, <laughs> I got a call and said, oh, we want to hire you in entertainment. It's like, wow, I guess um, sucking at auditions benefited. So, But uh, yeah, that was my experience with it. But I opened Disney's Animal Kingdom back in 1998. I helped uh, open that whole tree area that they did. And I was part of the uh, Animal Kingdom New Year's Eve event. They, they did it like uh, twice in Animal Kingdom's lifetime where they would do a New Year's Eve event. And I was part of that crew. I actually got that plaque for that. Um, and uh, yeah, and since then, I opened the, um, I learned to cook with Disney. Disney taught me a lot of my culinary schools. Yes, you remember that? I yeah, do remember yeah. that in the pictures. Uh, and, the pictures, the and food and wine a, festival. Especially yeah. when he was smiling and he was just over there with his chef uh, coat on. Yeah, I'm about to puke. But anyway. And oh, uh, but if you remember, though, I did get you a very limited edition figment uh, pin that had the culinary yes, coat on it. Yes, which yes, it, very true. Mm -hmm. I still have all that. Yep. Uh, speaking of pins, Disney used to give uh, employees gifts. And every year when an attraction or an anniversary would come up, we'd get these collectible pins or these collectible coins. And I still have all that. Uh, we have this uh, throw rug on our wall that has every Disney pin that Disney ever gave to us. It's actually collectibles because you could get some of that. It used to be um, Disneyana used to be the collectible convention mm -hmm, that's before right. D23 showed up. Yes. Uh, I also hosted one of those events, too. It was actually quite And I nice. participated in one of those, too. Yeah. yeah so it was quite interesting. Um, but anyway, since then, I opened the uh, AMC Dine-In Theater, which was... Uh, before you could eat in the movie theaters, which are popular now. But uh, that was at Disney Springs, which was downtown Disney at the time. And uh, yeah, it was it was kind of interesting. I got to work with Give Kids of the World. Remember doing the Give Kids of the yeah, World? Yeah, volunteering our yes. time. That's really a memorable moment because you're there with those kids and it's just... Yeah, it's it's, it's it, heartwarming. It, it is Just a memorable to, moment. Yeah. It really, really is. Uh, with my Disney experience, for me, of course, um, I've met Estelle Getty, Gloria Stefan, Cheetah Rivera, Sigourney Weaver, Whoopi Goldberg, list just goes on. Barbara Bush, I loved her. She was so nice. Mm -hmm. um, but on top of that, as a performer, I also perform, I sang in the Disney candlelight choir that they do every yes. november december he did it what was it two years in a row i did two years in a row that audition i actually cared for i was i was nervous but i actually did it. i did, did care for that yeah. but if you go through it somebody asked me one time to go through the list of the different parades and shows that 
I actually performed in and I didn't realize how many I've actually done. So let's try that. Let's try that list. Okay. So I, I performed in Spectro Magic Parade when it was around yep. the Main Street Electrical Parade, yep. uh, Magical Moments Parade. And that was the one that was the 25th, the 25th anniversary. anniversary yep. um, the Easter Parade. Mm -hmm. I love that one. Yep, and he was just, what was it? Um, I was uh, part of the baseball unit. Yeah, handing out the Cracker Jacks and the popcorn. Yes, I did uh, Mickey's uh, Very Merry Christmas Parade. Mm -hmm. I did do that. Disney's Doug Live on stage, I did that. Festival of the Lion King, I did. Um, but um, I think that's about, I could be missing something. No, I think that's all. But I also done. performed in weddings. I did special event weddings, special events, yeah. and all kinds mm -hmm. of different stuff. So it was actually quite interesting. But, you know, the interesting thing I loved about Magical Moments, that was my favorite parade because I did a lot of things, but was being on that castle float. If you remember, they still use it today. That castle float was used in night, was built in 1980 something for the 15th anniversary, and they still use it. That's how old it is. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of. Mm kind of crazy yeah. so well well with him talking about the parades that he's been in and i was in spectral magic maybe once i did the main street electrical electrical parade a few times too um and then sometimes in the crisp one of the christmas parades but i also was for the disney channel uh, i was in two episodes of hannah montana from back in the day. Yes. And uh, I was, I believe it was season two, episodes one and three. And I was one of the high school students, uh, pretty much hanging out at either the lockers or the classroom. And I still remember this moment. Uh, Miley Cyrus is standing right next to me with Emily Osment right before they were about to go on set. And they were just uh, conversating away, yeah. just like regular kids. You get, a, you get a lot of training and interesting thing from the Disney company. So I give them digs with it. But the most infamous thing about Disney World, going back to Disney World. Yeah. Everybody doesn't understand when they go to Magic Kingdom. Some may know, some may not. That Magic Kingdom is actually two stories. The theme park is the second story. And there is a tunnel system right underneath the... Um, the theme park and that's how everybody gets around uh walt disney actually had this theory that everything when you go to the theme park it's a show so that's why the employees were called cast members and every land was a show every attraction was a particular show well just like with any theatrical show that you go to you're not going to see performers in costume from a different show at another show correct so that's how we would get around is through the tunnel system down below and I'd have to say the tunnel system, you know, I'm not going to give away a lot of different things, but with the tunnel system, though, the one thing, it's big. There's cars and that trucks and stuff that go through it. Um, a lot of offices and stuff downstairs. And um, the, the scariest thing for me is I hated going through the Tomorrowland section <laughs> because the Tomorrowland section was always so quiet. It, yeah. And mm -hmm. it was it was just like going down a, a hallway and in a haunted mansion and you just... It's so quiet, and there's really not much going on over there. A little too quiet. It was a little too quiet. And <laughs> it was it was crazy because there's one section of the tunnel to where there's no offices. It's just the tunnel. So you and it just, keeps going and, and going. And it just keeps going. So you're you, like, am I there yet? Am I there yet? And you can yeah. get lost. And mm -hmm. they had to actually put maps up so people can find, uh, their, way. find their way through. But they didn't used to have that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's uh, two stories and um, it's exciting. It's not, it's a tunnel system. I mean, there's really not 
much going on. Yeah. But you can, mm -hmm. Disney does have these tours that you can take. It's called Keys to the Kingdom, I think. Yeah, I think. And you can, they take you down there and they take you backstage to a lot of different areas. You have to be a certain age with it. So yeah. if you ever get a chance to take that tour, take that tour. It's, it's so totally worth it. But um, so let's go through the parks a little bit. So let's go through Magic Kingdom. Okay. All right. So here you go with Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom opened in October 1st of 1971. The dedication speech that Roy Disney did is actually still on a plaque in Main Street, depending on when you go, because they move it uh, for Christmas to put the Christmas tree there. Mm -hmm. And there's a story behind that because Walt Disney had envisioned Disney World, but he had died before uh, it ever came to life. And the, he was when he was dying of cancer, he was in a hospital right across the street from the Disney Studios in uh, Burbank. And he was teaching Roy his thought process on how he envisioned uh, Disney World. So uh, Roy continued with Disney World. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how it kind of came to life. So, And isn't it correct that uh, Roy decided to call it Walt Disney World yes. to honor Walt? Yes. Rather it, than Disney World, how Dis uh, Walt Disney called yes. it, uh, the original one, Disneyland, Roy decided... Walt Disney World to honor Roy, yeah, or to honor Walt. Sure did, sure did, and uh, so there's a lot of history with that. Um, and when Disney, when Magic Kingdom first opened, it was an e-ticket park, so it wasn't a pay one price and you walk into the park. It was like going to a carnival; you had to purchase individual tickets to go on certain rides. And the different rides had different prices. Yeah, and they, for the different yeah, tickets. just like kind of going to a carnival a little bit. So it eventually changed and um, became a. Uh, a main ticket price. It was so funny because over the years growing up, you'd see the different ticket prices. And I still have some of the older tickets from uh, back in the day when it was just Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Uh, before. Yeah, I think the I was looking at this the other day because, I mean, the prices have increased over the years. I think one of the original prices was over $3 for basic admission. Yeah, I think And so. with the inflation of today's currency, that would equivalent what? About $21, $22? Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure on that one. But but yeah, I mean, it was an e-ticket attraction. Thank God it changed. Oh my gosh, thank <laughs> yeah. God it changed. But the centerpiece of Magic Kingdom, everybody knows, is Cinderella's Castle. Yes, it stands at about 183 feet tall. Magic Kingdom is on 150 acres, by the way. Um, to kind of go with the rumors, there was a report I read uh, a couple of weeks back saying, oh, there, there are normal stairs going up to the top of the castle. And that is actually not true. Mm -hmm. uh, the tallest tower of Cinderella's castle does not have regular stairs. It actually has a stairway where you, it's the climb stairs yes. to get to the top of it. And uh, yes, there is a suite in the castle, but they do not lease that suite out anymore. It's for special occasions. So you actually, yeah. you, you cannot. So that's the interesting part about it. But on Main Street, if you notice, if you go on Main Street and you look at some of the windows and some of the shops and there's names on them, that's actually credits for all the different people who helped put uh, Disney World together and how they helped make it happen. Correct. In a sense. Um, and a little history thing of it, uh, Walt Disney used alias names to buy all that land and property of Walt Disney World so the prices of the land would not go up. So he did all these alias names and they're they give they give credit to the people that helped make it happen. Uh, like for example, Don Tatum was the first Walt Disney World president and helped build Walt Disney World. And um 
yeah, his name is on there. A lot of other different names are on there. So it's interesting if you ever get to look at the names, those are credentials of people that helped make that place happen and come for real, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, but um, a lot of classic attractions, of course. I mean, I remember when they had alien encounter. I remember when they had that. Yes, I do. I was so, I was so scared of that ride and he dragged me on it. I'm like, I don't want to go. He's like, no, you're going to do it. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was fun. I will say it was fun, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The sky ride. You remember the sky ride? Yes. We liked watching it at night. Yeah. Um, And the one thing I liked about the sky ride is back in the 25th anniversary when they turn the entire castle into a birthday cake if you've never seen that go google it yes uh it's a giant birthday cake a lot of people hated it i, I thought it was it. great I, thought, I did too and we we have a t-shirt of that too we with do the birthday we do cake, we have right? plaques of that as well because yeah. we've gotten that um the frontierland arcade Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've played that at least a couple of times. Yep. Delta Dream Flight. You don't remember going? I on Delta don't remember Dream that. That's one. where Buzz yeah. Light Lightyear is now. Yeah. But um, and then um, the infamous arcade machine at the train station that still works. Yes. The old train, the old arcade machine. If you go on the train station on Main Street, and um, there's these arcade machines, the old timey ones, the um. The, what are they, Nickelodeons, I think yeah, they call them? I think so. There's one that still works. You don't have to put money in it, but the one that still works, you should look for it. But it's like a moving picture type of thing where you have to crank it, right? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. It very much is. So, and then you have the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, which Swiss Family uh, Robinson, the show, starred John Mills, which is Haley, Haley Mills' Mills's father. Yep. yep. And in Disneyland, they had the same thing, but they're the, they transformed it into the Tarzan, Tarzan house. house. So yeah. the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse at Magic Kingdom at Disney World is the only one that's left in the States. Um, and we talked a little bit about ELP, which we call it ELP, we, yeah. which it's Main Street Electrical Parade that we performed in. But the Main Street Electrical Parade actually returned several times in early 2000. And it made a special appearance. That that parade, that section of the parade was not the original Disney World parade. It was the Disneyland version. Which is what I remember because I grew up with Main Street Electrical Parade at Disneyland. Yes. Yes. Yep. And it was. And a lot of people didn't realize that because Disney World had some of the similar floats like Disneyland did. But Disney World had a It's a Small World unit. And we had something additional to Pinocchio where it was like an under the sea type deal. So, yeah, it was interesting. But, yeah, they they returned to Disneyland. The Disney World version went overseas, and they don't play it anymore. So I think it was kind of demolished. And, of course, Spectro Magic, which was my favorite. Yeah. um, That came with it. But, um, so, yeah, what is your favorite ride at Magic Kingdom? My favorite ride at Magic Kingdom, and I know this sounds silly, but it would be Mickey's Philhar Magic. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, but we all don't it, do that often. Though. I know we don't, but there's just something about going in there and sitting in the theater and putting on these what uh, what is it? Goofy calls them opry glasses. Opry glasses. Yeah. yeah. Mine is the haunted mansion. See, I but and this is silly. I know I couldn't ride that ride until I was I think when I met Chris because I remember going to Disneyland on um, a freshman field trip or something. And I was too scared to go in. I know I shouldn't be afraid at that age, but when we go play at the parks, those are the one of the attractions that we go into often. Yeah. And remember when we had to do, they Disney used to do, they don't do it anymore, but they used to do this charity event 
um, at Magic Kingdom. The Fantasyland 5K. And we did that several years. It was so much fun. And the point of it is, it's not like running in a 5K like they do now. Um, It was, they chose several attractions in Fantasyland and you had to ride those attractions so many times in a row to to equal equal up 5K. So imagine getting on It's a Small World like 20 times (laughs) and having to go through that in a row yeah. mm-hmm. and we and a couple of our managers had dared us to do that with um the teacups and i think the teacups was 15 times in a row i think so yeah so we did i mean we didn't feel wonderful after that but we did and you got and, to ride yeah. all the different rides at night the park was closed and they did it after hours and you would just keep doing it over and over and over again until you matched 5k it was so much fun it was i remember that and then and we also have uh because you know just like how runners get their uh their little numbers or tags whenever they they participate we still have the original tags from that we do and the t-shirts yeah and the t-shirts that's right the t-shirts too and on the back of the t-shirts it says um the number of times you had to ride a ride and what um what mileage it equivalated to and then there was one time Disney would hold celebration parties for the cast at, um, for working during the summer or whatever it was. And there was a time when they uh, they had a little party with a DJ and everything in Tomorrowland. And we did Space Mountain with the lights on. Remember that? That, was, that was interesting. Yes. yes. <laughs> and every now and again, they do special tours for cast members where you can go behind the scenes and see some of the attractions. And I always... They always did a haunted mansion when I always wanted to go do it, but I told myself no because I wanted to kind of preserve some of that. Of course. And besides, the tour was always at six in the morning, and and Chris don't get up at six in the morning mm-hmm. unless he has to. But mm-hmm. uh, so I just I never did it. <laughs> but um, going over to Epcot 1982 opening, Epcot the 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 ball spaceship yeah. Earth 180 feet tall. Wow. Um, it's like. I think somebody had said it's like almost 2,350,000 square feet. Wow. Epcot sits on 305 acres. Well, that's because it has World Showcase, too. and It does. Yeah. It does. It is the third largest park that Disney has in Florida, oh, actually. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so if you go back into that, what's... You know, soaring, um, I soaring over the, around the world now, and then soaring over California. Yeah, uh, kitchen cabaret, food rocks, food rocks. I, lo- I as corny as it was, uh, yeah, I guess you could say pun intended, haha. But it was so cool. Was Here's funny. these vegetables and funny. fruits singing to you yeah. about healthy stuff. Uh, I mean, do you remember the original World of Motion before it became Test Track? No, I don't. Yep, I love that one. Horizon before one, it became yes. uh, Mission Space. That was one of my favorites because at the end, you got to choose your adventure or journey. Yes, you know, you either did. under the sea or out of space, or I think they had some other options too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then you had uh, Universe of Energy, the original, and then the Ellen version, which we always would watch the Ellen version. Willie hated it <laughs> because it was 45 minutes of sitting there. It was, there. I it was a perfect nap. Or it was a perfect time to chill and relax. I still liked it. I loved it. So um, if you had to use the bathroom beforehand, you better make sure you went because it was quite a long ride. Yep. yep <laughs> it was. It was. Spaceship Earth, of course. Yeah. Uh, living with the land. Journey into imagination, of yeah. course. Now, a memory for me, because I went to Epcot when I was very young, um, was Captain EO. 
Yes, and they brought that back for a limited edition. They did, they did. yeah. And I also remember, because they also did Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, too. Mm-hmm. I remember doing that with uh, friends, and it was a big thing because when the rats would come in and they'd blow that air oh, on your gosh, feet, everybody those went crazy tails wiggling. Yes, I would always lift up my legs, but somehow or another, one snuck yeah, up. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, yeah. Do you remember the talking water fountains? And I don't even know if they still have those anymore. Wow, it's been wow. We first discovered that whenever we were going to drink water out of the water fountains, and it started talking Mm -hmm. to us, and we thought we were going crazy. And here's this guggling voice just speaking out of the fountain. And and you, and what we would do called just observing other people go, because it would freak them out. Yeah, it would, it would. And then Communicore, which went into interventions where you had the picture lab, we have the when we look like we were 12 in that picture. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. they would have the different backgrounds and then they put you into and it. And then World Showcase, of mm-hmm. course. Um, gosh, the Mexican Mexico ride. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, oh, gosh. But it has the three Caballeras in it now. Yeah. Uh, we've never ridden the Frozen ride, and I have no intention of riding no, the Frozen we ride. We rode the original Norway ride, yes. though. And then we've seen all the different films, the Japan, the, o- the o- China o- one, the o- Canada, Canada, and then uh, the France one. I don't know if that's still there. Yeah. But the mm-hmm. best restaurant to eat at World Showcase is Canada. I love Canada. Mm-hmm. That is the best one. Um, I've eaten at the, the France location that one's good but there's an italian restaurant really good italian uh-huh. everything in italy tastes great yes you have to go eat mm-hmm. everything and they italy. have a new uh what is it like a, a wood uh, oven pizzeria, yeah, pizzeria type thing. over there it's worth it it's mm-hmm. worth it then you have food and wine and then the garden festival that they do every yeah. year That's the garden festival is earlier in the spring food and wine is more in the autumn correct yep. yep and food and wine you get to taste all the different wines and food from all over the world uh, they set up different booths and small booths. I actually work that mm-hmm. uh, too. So that's exciting with that. And, um, but um, yeah, what is your favorite ride at Epcot? My favorite ride at Epcot. Wow. Now that's a tough one because it depends on my mood. Um, I would have to say Soren. Um, it w- originally was Soren over California. Um, basically, you got to smell the orange groves, you got to smell the fresh powder, snow. Yeah, um, I like Soren too, but I think but, my favorite would have to, well, my all time favorite would have had to have been Horizons. Yeah, okay, Epcot. so we're talking about. Uh, it's, oh, not, it's not there. Yeah. Now, I do like living with uh, the Living Seas with Nemo, Nina, blah, Nemo and friends. I do like that. But my all time favorite that I can't. That I can't miss, that I have to do at Epcot every time is Spaceship Earth. Yeah, I agree. Something about Spaceship Earth. I w- will do. say though, before you had mentioned that, and you had said Horizons, that that is my favorite ride because I re- remember fondly going through the queue line and just it was in great detail. Yeah. It prepared you for the ride. Remember the Wonders of Life Pavilion? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you go in there and exercise. There's, they're doing something new with it now. Um, I can't remember what they, it's a new city interactive stuff that they're doing over there, but I remember Wonders of Life. Um, a really good, interesting facts. There is near the fountain, if, you, if you're familiar with that, the gigantic the fountain, huge fountain that they do. When you pass the fountain a little bit ways down, there's, um, I want to say there's like a compass thing that's on, that's on the concrete yes. area. Mm-hmm. That is actually a known fact. That is the center of Walt Disney World. Yeah. That was pointed out. That is the center of Walt Disney World. And if you go in the building to the right of that, uh, there's a hallway that shows you all the different pictures of the progress of Epcot. 
from back in the day. And there is a small tunnel system at Epcot. Many people don't know, not at World Showcase, but at um, the, uh, Future uh, World. Yes. Not a big one. Uh, that one's not as scary. I've been down that. That's just. It's very tiny. It's very though. tiny. Yeah. But, um, you know, and yes, Mickey Mouse did get on top of the ball in the 80s. And um, there is a spot for him, but I but I don't think he climbed from the inside. Well, I think no, he was, used his magic. He did I use mean, his come magic. on. Of course he, he sorcerer did. Mickey. I mean, of he could do he anything. Did. Of course he did. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so Epcot at its, at its finest. Going to Animal Kingdom 1998, I opened that park. Beautiful park during the wintertime, a hot park during the summertime. <laughs> it is a very gorgeous, gorgeous park. The Tree of Life stands at 145 feet. There's 325 animal carvings on that tree. Oh, wow. And yes, you can climb to the top of that tree. You, the public cannot, but you can. I have. When we first opened that park, we got to go and see the sunrise because the park used to open so early, like 7 o'clock in the morning. Wow. And so we did. We watched the sunrise. The uh, What a view. Oh, it was a gorgeous, gorgeous view. But yeah, so a lot of great memories with that. But um, in any sense, it's tough to be a bug in a tree. <laughs> Love that. Always fun with it. You know, one fun fact about that one, and I know you have plenty more than me, but if you look at the um, it's tough to be a bug and you look at a bug's life, Flick is a different color. Yes, he is a different color. Because isn't the one in it's a tough to be a bug the original color? A flick? I or which one came first? I don't remember. I honestly do not remember. I know that there is a history behind that because we had to learn it when I opened that, but I honestly don't remember. Uh, don't remember that at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's an interesting fact to put. And in fact, if you go in the lobby, my last name is actually in part of one of those posters. Because they do parody posters of yeah, different, uh, what was it, like Broadway musicals yes, and theatrical it's plays. Kinda... So for Annie... They had Auntie. Auntie. It was funny. It was funny. That was always the reigning joke when I worked there. Yeah. But uh, you remember the Dinosaur Jubilee? Wow. Yeah. For Dino Land, which is now um, the, gosh, that little carnival thing, section. I don't even know what's that. Is what do you it Dino-Rama? Dino-Rama. There you go. Yeah, with they Hester used, and Chester. Yeah, they used to have a tent where they had little fo fake fossils and stuff they had yeah. in there. Um, I do remember that. And then, of course, Dinosaur used to be called, I still call it Countdown to Extinction. Uh -huh. Or CTX. Yep, CTX. Yep. And we have a magnet, too, that has Mickey. We do. And what was we it, do. that carnivorous mm -hmm. dinosaur on yep. there, too? We do, we do. The Discovery River boats, did you ever ride those? Once, and Once. that was it. Yep. Those boats are actually still in existence. They use those for, like, um... I want to say it's like dessert parties that you can do if you're staying at one of the resorts. You can watch the Magic Kingdom fireworks on the lagoon in those boats. Hmm. So those boats still do exist. Festival of the Lion King, which is now over in the Africa section. But it's in a bigger theater. It's in though. a bigger theater. I mean, the theater. show is so popular. Yeah. Yeah. Journey into the Jungle Book. You remember that one? Uh, very vaguely, though. Yep, Tarzan Rock. Um, that one I remember more. Yeah, those were in where the Nemo musical is in now. Yeah, and that with the Tarzan Rocks, they had, like, uh, extreme sports skaters and skateboarders and things like that, yep. right? Then you have the 
uh, Pangani Forest, which is an animal trail. Yeah. The uh, Maharaja Jungle Track. Yeah. And then the Safari, which is about 580 acres. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yes, it's a wow. big uh, area. Um, let's see what it what and the March of the Artimals, one of the very first parades that was at Animal Kingdom. Most people don't know about. They that. don't. It was an artistic parade. It was the best one. I love it. I still have a plaque from that too. There's only a few plaques that exist for working that parade, and I have one of them. So I'm very excited. I was very excited about that. So what is your favorite ride at Animal Kingdom? Favorite ride at Animal Kingdom. Well, I, it's not a ride, but it would have to be the Festival of the Lion King. Yes, I love the Festival of the Lion King. I do like the safari. I always, we like to go to the safari in the evening. It's so much nicer in the evening. Everybody thinks go to the safari in the morning. Don't do that. It Don't do but that. But I will say also there is something else, and this is more on entertainment side, but there's this creature called divine and what it is is it looks like a living walking vine and it's just it blends in with the with the landscaping and then it just emerges and people are amazed by it yeah it was a good exhibit very good exhibit and last but not least as far as the theme parks are concerned Disney, I call it the Disney MGM Studios, which is now the Disney Hollywood Studios, stands at 130 acres of land. And when they had the Earful Tower, but if you never saw it, go online, look it up. That stood at 163 feet tall and they did put a Santa hat on it. I remember. Yeah, Yes, they did. Mm -hmm. They did. That park opened in 1989. Um. No, I'm sorry. The acreage for that is 135. I was five acres off. So, yeah. Of course. So they had they had um, a back backlot tour that they had where they actually did the exterior shots of the Golden Girls from back in the day. Yes. Um, they did uh, Ernest House from Ernest Saves Christmas back there. They did filmings of Star Search there. They did the Mickey Mouse Club there. Adventures in Wonderland there. You remember that show? Yes. Uh, Some of the greatest attractions. They've also animated uh, Lilo and Stitch there. Mm -hmm. And what what, did I say? Mulan? Mulan. Yeah. They Uh also animated that at that studio. And wasn't it at one time, or if they still do, I'm not sure, a Disney radio broadcast from there. They did. They did. Star Wars, of course, is coming up and opening, and then the toys, Toy Story Land. They had Fantasmic, which was a great show. Um, gosh, uh, great you... movie ride! I love the great yes. movie ride. And at one time, they had a reduced version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire too. It was more like was an interactive, ride. interactive uh, where the audience participates. Yes, they did, and. Uh, we and that was that in two of, of the sound yes. stages. They put them and together. And guests actually got to play it, and they did win, like, trips and pens and prizes and stuff like that. They didn't win money, but they won prizes, so it was yeah. interesting. Rock and Roller Coaster with uh, Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yeah. Um, Tower of Terror, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Everyone, we all love that one. What was your favorite ride at, at uh, Studios? My favorite ride at Studios, I would have to say Muppet 3D Vision. Yes, love Muppet Vision. Or was it not Muppet yeah. 4D? I think it's 4D. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. 4D. Yeah, 
or 3D. I or don't is know. it 3D? I can't remember. Has, oh my gosh. <laughs> We're sitting talking about a park that we've been in and we can't remember the names of these. We we always call it just Muppet Vision. Yeah, that's what we're and used to. Going a little history about that. That was actually the very last project that Jim Henson he himself worked on before he died. Mm-hmm. So it's very historic yeah. uh, over there. I would have to say for me, great movie, right? Undoubtedly great movie, right? When I had the chance to work over there because I did shows over there, they took me on the tour because there was a little tunnel area in the at great movie Ryan. it was so great you got to go i went in the back and met with uh you know how they had the uh, the robbers or whatever you want to call it yeah in that particular scene i got to see how they did it, it was it was quite interesting but um, real quickly talking about stuff with the studios uh, i remember when they had uh you know back in the day and they used to reenact the tv shows yeah superstar television. superstar superstar, superstar. television so, right. <laughs> Superstar. Television. When I was a kid, I did go in the audience once and they chose me to play a detective and really the funny Girls. in the Golden Girls. See, that was so funny. Yeah. But, you know, Disney World is so big. We can't cover everything. And we've done spent a good almost 40 minutes talking about just a little bit of our life with it and so much. And speaking of studios, remember the Osborne Christmas lights? Yeah. I mean, too. how many lights were those? Yeah, I mean, you just, quite a bit. but remember it originally was where uh, people would walk through the back lot to see the lights yeah, and then eventually, it nice. it eventually nice. migrated to just the little New York area, but the lights were all synchronized to music. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was mm-hmm. a really nice thing. So obviously we can't go on. We'll have to keep going more into it, but, we, one of the things about the studios, why I left it last, is because we share a lot of great memories with a great person in just a couple of seconds. Yes. You're going to know her from the all-new Mickey Mouse Club that aired in the 1980, late 80s, early 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she also was in How I Met Your Mother. Uh, she was in, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. She did. Uh, help me out here, will you? God, I can't. Ernest Saves Christmas. I just talked about it. I'm yeah. Going, oh, oh, my, my gosh. <laughs> I just talked about it. But uh, anyway, she is such a sweetheart. She was one of the only Mouseketeers that interviewed Annette Finicello. And she was also one of the few Mouseketeers that stayed for the whole entire seven seasons of the all-new Mickey Mouse Club. And who are we talking about? No, we're not talking about Mickey Mouse. We're talking about... Lindsay Lindsay Alley. So we're so excited to have her on the show. So sit back, take a little breather because Lindsay Alley's coming up. With us today, we're so honored and happy. She's one of the original cast members of the all new Mickey Mouse Club, Lindsay Alley. Hi, Lindsay. Hi there. How are you? I'm so good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. No, this is a privilege to have you. Let me tell you, because um, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say age or anything, but uh, I was a studio audience in Mickey Mouse Club. I watched it all the time on television. So very Aww. much a privilege. Yes. <laughs> well, you are you are too kind. It is all my pleasure. <laughs> so tell me, how did you, how did it come across for you to get this amazing opportunity to be on this show? You know, um, it, it was, it was a rather, uh, circuitous 
journey. Um, you know, I originally heard about the audition from a casting director named Matt Costella when I was auditioning for something else entirely. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I, my, you know, I mentioned to my mom, my mom was there when, when we, you know, spoke to him about these auditions that were coming up in Orlando. And uh, that started uh, this string of auditions that I went on, six, in fact. Oh, wow. And, yeah, it was over the course of nearly a year, um, all these different callbacks. And um, when I got to that final one, I just remember my mom saying, you know, we are so proud of you. You've already won <laughs> by making it this far. Um, and then, and then when I actually got the call for the job, which was nearly a year from the very first audition, um, Uh we were all just sort of dumbfounded and a little bit horrified and scared and thrilled and, um, shocked. But then it, you know, it kind of has set the tone that, that one experience in my childhood has set the tone for the rest of my life. Wow. Crazy crazy what a what what one job can do to to change your entire trajectory but um yeah it was a it, there were a lot of auditions yeah that's crazy so at, year after year you guys it was just like a traditional contract renewal or did you have to go through some sort of a uh audition process to come back after every season no i think i mean i think your time on the show was was the audition i suppose um I don't know. Gotcha. I, I mean, I, I think when you're a kid too, you just, you're, you're so unaware of stuff. Like even, even all those callbacks, I wasn't even clued in to the, to the stress of what a callback to me now as a, as a Right. Adult. You just thought, hey, yeah. they want to see me again? Sure. Okay. I'm there. It was like exactly, no big deal. Exactly. Yeah. It, it, it still wasn't a big deal. And it was such a, I, you know, I, 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 I don't, I can't say I fully remember it, but I, I must have remembered thinking, oh, oh, great, I get to go have fun again at that thing <laughs> right? know, a few weeks ago. And um, and so, you know, in regards to the renewal, uh, I was never aware, and I certainly don't remember them bringing me back for any sort of uh, formal audition. It was just, I think, a letter in the mail kind of were excited to inform you that, you know, we would like to extend your contract for another season. Wow. So that's that's kind of uh, how it was. And the only reason I know that is because I saw one of those letters in a scrapbook recently um, at my at my mom's house when I was gathering pictures for this Mickey Mouse Club 30th reunion. Uh-huh. I saw that that formal letter in the scrapbook, and I I read it and I thought, oh my God, what that would mean to me now as an adult reading those words uh, right. is definitely not the same as, you know, a, an 11 or 12-year-old reading it. Wow. Crazy. So what what was life like at uh, working at the Mickey Mouse Club at that age? Um, you know, I'm waking up in the morning. I, re- I saw somewhere in a clip where you guys had to do a couple hours of schooling, and then the fun began. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was it was kind of bizarre and wonderful. Um, we went to school on set in the mornings from nine to noon, and then we'd go to lunch. And then after lunch, we would our schedule was sort of rehearsal week, tape a week. And so, right. if it were a rehearsal week, we would have gotten our scripts at the beginning of the week, and then that entire week were just 
working on blocking, working on musical numbers, dance numbers, recording things. Um, and then the following week, you know, we would tape before the live studio audience all the things that we had rehearsed. And that's kind of, you know, uh, the structure that we had in place. And sometimes we'd go, you know, we would run late or uh, sometimes they would pull us out of school entirely to go uh-huh. to like a remote video segment and then they would on a on a separate day send us to school in the afternoon to bank that time or to make up that school time because school was then about like just making sure you hit the hours the state required you know number of hours it wasn't necessarily right. what are you learning <laughs> it was <laughs> You know, it was, you know, have they been in the classroom enough, uh, you know, enough hours this week? So, um, yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of that thing ago, you know, I'm really not learning. I'm just hurrying up to get this done so I can really go and have some fun, you know? That, that is exactly right. And, and fortunately we had really great tutors who, God love them, did their very best with us. I mean, I, I think, and this is kind of what I remember, like all of us brought our schoolwork from our hometown schools. Uh-huh. So we could be on the same curriculum as our classmates when we went home. So that was, you know, because we shot from, we started working, it was like April to October we typically shot. So they wow. could hmm. bank on that summertime not having to have us in school that much. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. But, you know, so we, we ended and started every school year on the set. But they wanted us to have our own curriculum, so when we jumped back into our normal school routine, we would sort of be on track with our classmates, which was very sweet. But I was always behind because, you know, I was too busy. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy sneaking off, riding rides at MG, uh, MGM Studios, and you know, goofing off with the other kids. What was your favorite ride at the Disney MGM Studios at the time? You know, at the time it was. Honestly, this is going to make me sound kind of dorky, but it was a great movie ride, which I don't even think is there anymore. No, no, it's not. not. Uh Uh-uh. And it's not dorky because we would ride that all the time. I yep. Mm Mm-hmm. It's oh my god, I loved it. There was something so romantic about that video that they showed at the end. It was so yes, Uh yeah, the collage of the different movies. Yes, yes, it was so sweet, and I don't know. I just remember, you know loving that and, and the way I remember the way it smelled in there uh-huh. and how air conditioned it was and <laughs> you know and it was the most convenient ride to get to from our school trailer so you know of course that's where we would you know if if we were able to kind of sneak out for a second we would always run over to that ride because it was kind of right there um but I also Did- loved the um the star tours I don't know a star tour is still there yeah that's yeah that's star it. tours is still there mm-hmm yeah. Now, I don't know how it'll be when Star Wars opens, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, they it's might still have there. to do they might have to do some upgrades. But, yes, <laughs> but I remember that being so fun too. I was never a big Tower of Terror person. I, I'm not a big fan of those drops. But, um. <laughs> now, did they take you yeah. guys like on a tour uh, behind the scenes of Great Movie Right? Um, no, we never did that. Um, we never we never did like a behind the scenes thing, but. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say I've probably been on that ride at least 35 times. Oh, gosh, we've probably mm-hmm. been on it longer. Yep, I agree. More times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just... And each time that we rode it, you would pick out, or at least I did, pick out a different scene, and you pick up different things each time. 
like, like, you know, the Indiana Jones section, you know, where um, it has the jewel thing, or even when it's going through the, the wild, wild west scene and you're just looking at different stuff. I know. Totally. There was no way to see it all in one go. And that Wizard of Oz scene and Mm -hmm. it was super well done. I mean, it was just so beautiful. And yeah, that was kind of my face. I love that. Well, I know growing up when I was younger, I was always trying to figure out which films they used in the final film in the ride. So I can go back and go watch half of them. Because some of them, I've watched a good vast majority of them. But I'm like, okay, I'm missing that one. What is that one? And I could never figure it out. Well, of course, now Internet um, tells you all of them that that was there. And so I would find myself kind of doing that. So, yeah, that's interesting. You know, it's interesting to see which films they would include now. Like, would it still be those kind of iconic films or would they include... I wonder if they did any updates, like, you know, added any great films they, along the way. They here. did. They uh, Before it closed, they they kept the same um, montage. Film. Yeah, the same montage, but they added to it. Because I, I want to say, gosh, I can't remember what which ones they did add to it. But uh, they did add some newer ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but And the way they blended them in, because it wasn't that they just added them at the very end of the original montage, they put them in segments where it would make sense. Right. So so that it looked like it was continuous or continuity. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes. So here here would be a good interesting one. Um, I'm assuming you've been into the park recently since since the studios really doesn't do any filmings anymore um, and it's more of a theme park. So... When you walk into the studios, which I'm always going to call it MGM, but always. when you walk always. into MGM and you, you get that feel and say, you know, this is my, this was my home away from home or this was my mm-hmm. start. And now it's, it's not, it's not a studio and a theme park. It's now a theme park. So how does that make you feel when you walk in there well, and note that that can't be repeated again? I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like this is going to sound completely bonkers, but. I haven't been. <laughs> like, I haven't been back. I'm not kidding. I haven't been back to MGM proper. And it's called Disney Studios now, right? It's called Disney Hollywood Studios is Disney's the proper name. Right. That's, that's the proper name now. I haven't, like I said, I haven't been to MGM. <laughs> I haven't been to MGM since we taped our final show. I have been wow. back to, I know, I've been back to Disney World, but only recently. And, uh-huh. it, but, you know, it was because kind of after the show ended, I was 16 and then graduated from high school and, and went to college in Missouri. And then I moved to New York and then out to L.A. Uh-huh. So, you know, I haven't, I haven't spent a ton of time in Florida. And when I'm home now, it's, it's to see family. And recently, I guess it was probably three, four years ago, maybe, I took my husband, who's English, who had never been to Disney at all, uh-huh. and um, we went to Disney World, but we didn't go to MGM. Um, wow. So I wasn't even able to show him, hey, that's where I used to work, or I wasn't even able to point out those things. So I have not been there since 
we closed. You probably I, wouldn't recognize it because mm-hmm. those sound stages are no longer sound stages anymore. It's right. Are they it's, even like what are they now? Well, what are they, they did is they turned it into another. Yeah, it's Toy Story Mania is the what's in it now. So it's a ride. They turn it into rides. Oh. Yeah, oh, so they're wow. yeah. <laughs> the building structure itself is still kind of oh, there, wow. but it's uh-huh. painted and shaped differently. Because if you remember, on the outside, on the theme park section, they used to have Star Search stars on uh-huh. the building. Yeah, yeah. Those are gone. Yeah, Yay. they took all of those. Are those are gone? Um, oh, and they used to they used to do all kinds of different tours in the area. Those tours are all gone, so there is no more tours there anymore. Um, oh, and God. the animation building that did um, they did Mulan mm-hmm. and Lilo and Stitch and stuff like that that's completely gone. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, well, I I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't. I wouldn't recognize it, and I'm not sure now that you. What, what happened to the bungalows? Are the bungalows still there? Like, I, that's a question that I was trying to figure out, too, because they tore down um, the residential street uh, where you guys have done some filming back there. Uh, that is completely gone. That is now where Star Wars sits. And um, the bungalows that were on the other side of where um, creative costuming was, I don't know if you remember where mm-hmm. that was. Oh. Um, totally, I, totally. I think those are gone because that's where Toy Story Land sits. But I'm, I haven't confirmed because I've been asking a lot of people if they tore down creative costuming and moved it. But from my understanding, creative costuming is pretty much the only thing that's left that's in that building. Everything else has been completely torn down and turned into something else. Wow. Wow. Well, I I definitely wouldn't recognize it. And I'm not sure even how I feel about going back there. It would just feel, I don't know. I, there were, I mean, that was six years of my life and six years of my, you know, formative life. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. It'd probably make you sad, I'm sure. Yeah, (laughs) I think it would break my heart on some level to, to think, wow, all those memories are now. Right. Yeah, that's what that's what's sad about it. I mean, yeah, um, we I before we had started the call, I told you that we had talked to Jim Magon, um, and we were kind of walking through that a little bit because he worked over at the Disney Studios and and Burbank, not Burbank, Glendale, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, we had kind of asked him if he's been there recently because he's been away from the company for a while. He goes, yeah. He goes, it's not the same anymore. All the animators that were in the animation building they're not there anymore. And it's like, really? He goes, yeah, the original stuff, what that built Disney as itself has all changed and it's all gone. So he goes, it's, it's sad in a way. So I, I I would, I would imagine it would be the same thing for you. So. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's like the end of an era, you know? Oh, I believe it. Mm -hmm. I believe it. And I just remember that like whole animation that, that whole area over there and that um, walkthrough where you watch that movie uh-huh. yes. narrated by Walter Cronkite. Remember yes. That? yes. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Gosh, yeah. So that is mm-hmm. Now, the the building itself is still there. Um, mm-hmm. They have meet and greets inside there. They don't have the animation tour part anymore, but the wow. they have meet and greets in there. But 
what they the areas that they use for the animators, um, I believe from what I was told, is now management offices. So it's theme park mm-hmm. operation mm-hmm. offices. So all that's pretty much changed. The parking garage that was behind the animation building, now that's still there. Um, right. And there was a bungalow that was near the parking garage, and that's still there. So I, I know that was at one time a production office. I don't know if that's the one that you guys had used, but that building is still there. But the ones that are around it, no, those were torn down because that immediately turns into Toy Story Land is where it's at. Wow. Wow. And they, they got rid of the Airful Tower, too. I don't know if you noticed that when you guys Ooh. went. The Airful Tower is gone. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Airful Tower is totally gone. Talking about this, this is. <laughs> yes, but I agree with you. Though. Gone? It uh-huh. is. They tore it down a couple of they uh, about a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. They tore it down. Yeah. I don't know why yeah. because um, Toy Story Land. It's not in the way of Toy Story Land, but um, it's no longer the. You know how Disney has the the four park icons that they use. Um, and the Airful Tower was one of them for the studios. That's no longer. Well, that's how I knew we were close to work when we yeah. were you know, driving over from Lakeland. I'm like, oh, well, there's the tower. We're almost there. We're yes. Almost there. No, mm-hmm. it's gone. It is gone. No, Tower of Terror, of course, is still there. But um, right. but no, the, the famous Airful Tower is no longer there, which is which is sad. Wow. And, um, yeah, but crazy. the one thing I, I did like that Disney preserved, because um, they closed the Great Movie Ride, and uh, they didn't do anything to the outside of the Chinese theater, and they're keeping the um, the cement imprints that they did from the many celebrities that were there. Um, oh wow, that's they, good. That's they good. did preserve mm-hmm. them. Now they didn't; they're not in great condition, so they haven't really kept up with them. But uh, mm-hmm. those are kind of still there, so I'm kind of happy about that. Well, that's you know, yeah. that would have been wrong if something had happened to that. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Now, footprints. Now, is you, the Brown Derby still there? Yes. Yes. It totally is. Okay. And it has, um, it's still, I don't know if you ever knew this, but in the side of Brown Derby, when you walked in the, li- uh, the lobby, there was a book signing that you can go in there mm-hmm. and look at all the different signatures from all the different uh, celebrities that have eaten there. That mm. book is actually still there. How I know this, I have a story for it. Um, when I first started doing stuff with Disney, uh, the first job that I had, and I was 18 years old. Can you believe that? 18 years oh. old. And they go, um, you're going to be helping to uh, escort Estelle, Estelle Getty in the park. And I go, who's <sighs> Estelle Getty? And I, no, they go, did not. I did. But I knew who she was. I just didn't know her by name. And she, he goes, right. it's. Sophia. I go, oh, yeah, I love Sophia. And I go, you could have just told me it was Sophia. I would have just been <laughs> off the wall. And, you know, so we oh. took, Estelle did a, uh, she did her imprints in the, the cement at the time when Disney still did them because they don't do them anymore. But, mm-hmm. um, and then she did a uh, meet and greet or Q&A at uh, the Beauty and the Beast stage. And then she went to the Brown Derby to eat lunch, and uh, we witnessed her signing the book. She signed the book, and then uh, she went and ate. And the one thing about the the Brown Derby is they have a piano that's in the in the middle of the of, of the, the big room. And right. one thing I remember about it is Estelle. She was still kind of frail at that time because uh, it was around it was in 1999, so she was starting to get really frail at that point, and right, she. Right. 
walked up to that piano and she just started going with it. And it's just like, wow. So her family was like, she just, she loves piano. So every time I see that episode where Sophia's at the piano, um, at the Disney episode with her and Dorothy and she's at the piano singing or listening to the guy sing, it's a small world that reminds me of that, that moment because she loved it. And, um, then when she passed, I stayed in great contact with the family. And when she passed her, uh, her son had actually contacted us and told us that, you know, she had passed on before they told the public. And ironically enough, it was on, she passed away on Willie's birthday. So mm-hmm. every, so I always remember that in yeah. so many different ways. Yeah. But, but, and Golden Girls for both of us is a very, I would say memorable show. I mean, we watch it whenever it's on syndication oh, yeah. or if it's on a streaming service, we're definitely watching it. Yeah. So we have, we have some great oh, moments with that too. So, you know, but. Oh my God. Yeah. But how that, special that you were, you know, that from, from that job, from that experience at Disney, you were able to connect with this, you know, iconic star. That's so. And, oh, I and know. We friends. That's so oh, cool. and we did. And we did. And, and you know, That's Disney, awesome. Disney gave me at that time. I mean, of course, Disney changed so many, so much after, uh, I think after 9-11, in my opinion, that. Um, but they gave me a lot of great opportunities with it. And not only with Estelle, I mean, I met so many different, um, public figures to celebrities that just, you were like, wow, you know, I, I was this yeah. age whenever I watched you on TV and, you know, or <laughs> watched you in the movie or when you were in office and it's like, you know, or listen to your record. And I'm like, yeah. wow, Amazing. you know, and I'll never forget. Cause I, when I had to, uh, Gloria Stefan was coming in the park and, they're like, okay, well, you need to help Gloria go into this attraction. And I'm like, okay, where is she? And they're like, she's right over there. I go, where is she? She was, she's so, she was short and I couldn't see her in the dark. And they go, she's right there. I go, that's not Gloria Stefan. I always thought she was taller. Um, yeah. you know, and she, but she was the sweetest woman on, on earth, you know, but still those yeah. moments you just treasure forever. And with Estelle, it was, I always tell that story. I'm like, you just don't know. She was such a sweetheart. She cared about everything. Oh, and I love that. I, and it, you know, it, it was, it's one of those moments you live for, you know, you, you, totally, you always totally. do. And, and kind of, speak, yes, absolutely. And, okay. and, you know, and the one thing that, uh, and I'm sure you get asked this many, many, many a times, but, um, would you say it would be almost the same experience that you had when you interviewed Annette? Oh, a, a thousand percent. Um, you know, and I, I still, I still look at that footage sometimes and think, God, how lucky. I mean, how lucky oh, no. yeah. I to have had that moment in time with someone so iconic and cool and special and amazing. And I mean, similar tales, the people that, I came in contact with over the years because of this experience. Just incredible. The stories. Basically, you and I will always be a hit at cocktail parties because we'll we'll have these. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of who we met at Disney, you know what I mean, or who we met through Disney. So. Right. Yeah. Really well, special. It's kind of it's funny though because that was kind of the whole point of why we started doing the show is because. Everybody kept asking, we go to a doctor, okay? I would go into the doctor, <laughs> and you get that, they get that question, okay, what do you do? And you would tell them, and they're like, oh, so you must know a lot of different people. I go, yes, unfortunately, I know a lot of different and people. And then they become so interested in our 
in our backstory, and then we start talking yeah. about it. Forty minutes yeah. later, I haven't seen the doctor yet because the nurse is still talking. <laughs> and yeah, so, exactly. Still wants to know what was that like? What was yes. That experience? Yeah. And so it was just like, okay, so, you know, and, but the thing of it is, even during our hardest times, we, we don't take our life for granted. We, we're, we're grateful. We've had those opportunities and we keep having those opportunities, but, but, you know, yeah, we could share stories for hours and go on for hours and hours and hours. And it's like, you know, and tell you the good things and the bad things about the certain ones that we, you know, we know, and we don't like always get that one question what celebrity have you worked with that you don't like? And I go, hmm, there there might be a few I could tell you, but, you know, um, that's a whole different time period. <laughs> exactly. I will never reveal. I will never reveal. Yes. Secret. Um, well, I will, I will actually, I'm going to Florida. It's been a, a crazy few months for me, and I'm going back to Florida um, next week to um, have a little beach time with my husband and my kid. And we thought about going to Disney. We thought about taking Owen, um, but he's still too little. He's not even two yet. Right. And so oh, I wow. think, you know, we would we would probably run around for like an hour and then he'd conk out. And then you uh-huh. think, well, I just, you know, I just <laughs> spent a hundred and however many bucks for, you know, for my husband and I to push him around in a stroller in the park. So we'll wait. We'll wait a few more years. To take right. Him. And then but you can enjoy it a little bit really more. That's really going to be the experience is when I take my son to, mm-hmm. you know, to to the park. Because I think that will be the moment where I go, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, it, it won't be like taking him to an old neighborhood. It will be like taking him to the old neighborhood, you know. Right, right, right. So will you share when he gets old enough to understand that, hey, mommy's a celebrity, uh, will you share with him the backstories of Disney? I'm sure he'll be fascinated with Disney. Or better yet, are you going to bring Disney in his life? Um, oh, certainly, certainly. I mean, we already, we watched Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. And so he's he's already, he already uh-huh. knows Mickey Mouse is. And he's, he's been exposed to, you know, the characters already. Um and yeah, you know, I, I think I think when the time is right, I I probably will show him some YouTube clips and and tell him what it is. I just wonder, like, if he'll be interested at all in in what <laughs> in this whole thing because it might feel super dated to him by then. And, and in terms of like, well, that looks really goofy. That looks like something our generation <laughs> wouldn't be interested in at all. I mean, who knows what these kids will will, you know, take interest in. But, yeah, it'll. I'll certainly share with him my stories. I just, I don't know, I'm kind of holding my breath that he doesn't want to be an actor. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my God. But, so, you know, everybody uh, says that in Hollywood. The parents are like, I don't want my kids to be entertainers, and then look at them, they're on stage entertaining, you know? Yeah, and then that's always the way it shakes out, isn't it? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It is. Yeah, and I... I think especially if they go along with you on some of these things, like I just did, you know, two shows, two summer stock shows kind of back to back and he came with me and I thought, Uh if I do this too many more years, he's going to, he's going to get bit by that bug. He's going to, he's going to want to do this because I will tell you, it's, it's pretty great fun. (laughs) (laughs) No matter how many times I try to quit it. I just can't quit. <laughs> so. yeah. I think it's more so because 
I think we all share this um, magic, that creativity. Just we're meant for that kind of thing, you know, and it flows out that way. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, and I, 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 I don't know why I'm talking about the dumb great movie ride over and over, but <laughs> about like that montage at the end. I don't know if you felt this way, but I mean, like Disney's so great at the magic and and yeah, yeah. makes you feel all the feels. But yep, like I remember watching that montage at the end and actually leaving and thinking, this is so what I want to do. I'm, I'm so convinced. Yeah, yep, and and maybe it was just the the, maybe it was the music in the background. Da, da, it was just, I remember it was the um, it was the Gone with the Wind theme in it as well. Yeah. But there was something about the way it was cut, and you know, they're so magical. I I just remember it is. that all thirty five, forty times I did that and thought, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. For me, on the great movie ride, uh, Fantasia is one of my uh, favorite movies, and you know, even though it Fantasia is. So many different things, but of course, it's most known for Sorcerer Mickey in Sorcerer's Apprentice uh, segment. Mm -hmm. And just how they have that one tiny little section where he's on that mountaintop and he's pointing at the stars and doing his stuff, you know, that was it. You know, you, and, right. and they would blow that they would blow the wind. Yes, the yes. Right at that moment, and you would feel it and go, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, this is magic. This is so exactly. <laughs> I want to make people feel this way. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. You're very. Yeah, they have a way of, of sweeping you up. It's wonderful. They do. They well, well. Okay. Well, it goes into this one. So you you've um, you've watched all the the movies, experienced great movie ride. Let's just say a gazillion times. Uh, like you can silly. say it. Yep. Yes, you can say it thirty or forty, but we know it's just the count is unprecedented. So, um, it's a lot. It's a it's lot. A lot. It's, it's a lot. lot. So we watched your segments that you did of your uh, what is it, blood, sweat, and Mouseketeers show. Yeah. Now here's the question: One, when you were doing Mickey Mouse Club, did you know that you could sing? Yeah, I did. Um, I I did dinner theater before I I booked the Mickey Mouse Club. So I, I kind of started doing theater when I was little, when I was six. I, I got my first kind of professional job. Um, uh-huh. I was Gretel in The Sound of Music at a professional dinner theater in my hometown. Oh, wow. And then went on, went on to do the, the King and I and Annie, and then I did Annie again at the Burt Reynolds Dinner Theater in Jupiter, Florida. Uh-huh. So I kind of had a, a a bit of a run of shows before I even did the Mickey Mouse Club. So yeah, and I knew I I knew I was this was what I was supposed to be doing. So so would you think yeah. that one day that uh, you might be singing uh, on a Disney film? I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, that would be so great and cool and <laughs> wonderful if the stars aligned and, and right. something like that happened. Yes, that would be, I would love it. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think my work with Disney is done. Um, I, I, I hope, I hope I get to share my Disney story, which is a really positive, amazing, wonderful story mm-hmm. with more Disney audiences. Um, right. I, I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. It might be on cruise ships. It might be for corporate events. Who knows? I, I'm just putting it out there right now with you guys uh-huh. and putting it into the ether. 
but I, I do think that, um, my, my Disney history is, is not over. Like it's, it's going to have a whole nother life. I feel like, you know, it's interesting you say that Jim actually wants to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm almost thinking that, um, because his exact words were, can you help me make this happen? And I'm sitting there going, it's a possibility. So we should yeah. we should put a show together with you and Jim and maybe some other uh, formal Disney people and put together this grand little production where people can learn about the history of Disney. People love that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, you know. They really? love it. And it's, yeah. so, yeah, so we'll yeah. definitely have to talk more more after this and and uh, go it's, into it's a yeah. behind the magic kind of thing that I think yes. you're right. in as well. You know what I mean? Because there yes. is there is a lot that goes into you know making people feel all the feels and what is it really like behind the scenes and is it is it as squeaky clean? Is it as you know glamorous and fun? And um, yeah, I, I think you're onto something there. I think there is you know something sort of fascinating about this. And it, and you're right. And the thing of it is with Jim, though, um, because I don't know if you – we keep talking back about Jim, but Jim started with Walt Disney Records, and then uh, when Eisner took over, uh, they moved him to help create the Disney animation – Disney Television Animation Department. So he right. was in charge of this whole new unit, and he had to create um, gummy bears and tailspin and – well, again, it goes back into the stories because when I, I actually had an interesting story with uh, Roy E. Disney before he died, the recent Roy that died. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's another great man. And that man could tell you so many different stories with it. And, and even just having a conversation with him, it was like, wow, you're, you're, you're Disney. And, you know, and to me, it was like, I'm, I feel like I, I felt like I was talking to Roy Disney, you know, from way back then. And, their ethics mm -hmm. of how, you know, Roy and Walt built the business were all the same. And it's just like, okay, um, I wasn't alive back then, but you're making me feel like that I was. And it was, right. a, you know, it was a grand opportunity. And, again, going back into a little bit of what you guys discussed with in the Annette interview, when you had asked her about uh, how it was working with Walt Disney, that would have been something that, you know, I would have asked because I asked Jim the same thing. I go, you know, he didn't work with Walt Disney. He didn't know Walt Disney. But I asked him, I said, well, I heard that Walt's desk was still at the Disney Studios. Can, you know, is that true? And he goes, at one point, no, they took it out. And then he goes, right before he left, they brought it back in and they put it exactly the way it was. And, you know, and I go, that stuff interests me because, you know, Walt yeah. was a mentor for a lot of people. And, you know, and so was Annette in a lot of different ways because I still watch Back in the day when Disney Channel first started in the 80s and 90s, they did play the original Mickey Mouse yes, Club. Yes, I vividly remember that. Yes. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And, you know, for some reason, Annette outshined almost everybody, if not everybody. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I was, it was, it was devastating when we heard that, you know, she was sick. And yeah. then, you know, it was even more de devastating when she passed. And it's like, wow, that's just uh, that's just an icon that's now gone. And something yeah. that I wanted to ask you, Lindsay, is while you were interviewing her, um, did you learn more about MS? And what would I, you tell people who are currently going through it? Well, you know, it, uh, we didn't. We didn't really talk about it. We ha we took a lot of breaks because she 
you know, she needed to take several breaks during that interview. But she didn't really want to talk about MS. She wanted uh-huh. to talk about her experiences as a Mouseketeer and was very eager to impart wisdom and share and and was just so warm and wonderful. And she is the person that you saw on screen. Like, she really, she really is that warm, was that warm, lovely lady. Yeah. Um, and, and I... I I only know more about MS now because I actually have two friends who are my age who are battling MS. Wow. And, I mean, there are so many more advancements now than I think even were around a few years ago when Annette was, was really, you know, um, well, I shouldn't say a few. It was, it was uh, gosh, what are we talking, like 90 Five ninety four. I can't. I can't recall. Mm-hmm. But when she had just been diagnosed, I'm trying to think of when she was, you know, just diagnosed. So I mean, there are so many more advancements now than than and obviously in ninety four. So I just think, gosh, if if we only knew then right. what we have now. Uh, but did you guys keep in touch at all after that? We didn't. Um, you know, after that interview, uh, we had a few exchanges and then I, it, you know, it just kind of stopped because I, we just assumed that she was too sick right. to correspond and, and to keep up. And I completely understood. And her husband was so kind and, and so generous. He would occasionally respond to a Christmas card. Um, but then I just sort of figured, um, you know, they were dealing with their own thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what an amazing privilege to spend time with both Annette and her husband, who were so, so wonderful. They were incredible people. Now, how did that interview actually come about? That was all Disney. Um, yeah, it was all Disney. Um, I think they, you know, they learned that she was, that, you know, she had been diagnosed. And I think they just really wanted something for their you know, they they wanted that. They wanted that moment documented with her. Um and it was just I'm I'm so deeply grateful that that I I was the one who got to go out and have that time with her. I mean, how special. Right. Yeah, and it it definitely yeah. came through watching the, the interview. I mean, I I could see um there was just that connection, you know, that she was so uh I guess you could say she looked like she was really happy just answering your questions. And I was watching was. you, Lindsay, and you're just, you're in your, you looked like you were in your moment, you know, just like, wow, this is, this is happening, you know? I mean, an you original Mouseketeer and you were really a Mouseketeer too. I, I really was. And it, I, I remember feeling so honored to be there, but I, you know, it's funny. I, I was also so scared. Like I remember that morning thinking, how is this going to go? Is she is she going to look different from the last time I saw her? She looked exactly the same. Like I said, we we had to take a few breaks for her that day, but she was so sweet um, and 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 almost apologetic, which was wild. Wow. Um, but she was she was so kind. Uh, I think she sensed that I was a little like, oh my gosh, is, is this going to go okay? I, am, yeah. am I going to? How, you know how it is when you learn someone's sick. It's, there's there's a sense of, are they going to look different? Are they going to be different? Is it going to be shocking and scary? 
And it was none of those things. She was nothing but warm and amazing. And, and she was a net. Just, she was a net. So. Right. Yeah. No, you can't, you can't go any, you can't go any better than the original Musketeer of Annette Finicello. That's just, exactly. you know, exactly. yeah, it was she is, unreal. She is the one. Is the, the one. one. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I want to go back to the original, uh, when you were on, uh, all new Mickey Mouse Club and you were talking earlier that you've been singing from a very early age and you were talking about the feeling of uh, when you're singing and things like that. Now, when you did the songs on the show, did you choose the songs to sing? Or if not, um, did you have any input as to what songs could be chosen? Um, all of the above. Um, we definitely had input. We didn't always get to pick what, what we sang. Uh, we were sometimes, sometimes just assigned things to sing. Um, and that was that was more that was more of like the pop cover stuff that we were doing just to you know keep the show current right fun. so like whenever you see something like when I did anyone can whistle um that mm-hmm. that song was was actually born out of me going to the writer's room and and telling them that I had the worst time trying to learn a dance number. And I think I cried to them that day because I felt like the writers were really my friends. And they were. Uh-huh. And I I remember saying to them, I'm just terrible. I'm a terrible dancer. And I'm just like, you know, 12. <laughs> I'm sure they were brokenhearted hearing about this 12-year-old girl beating herself up for the fact that she couldn't learn a dance number. You know what I mean? But right. I think that was a moment for them that I, this was something I was really struggling with. And I felt so insecure and inferior and, you know, all of my castmates were great dancers and they picked everything up so quickly and I was really struggling and I felt so bad about it. And they were like, this is a moment. And they knew that I was, you know, they knew I was a little Broadway baby. I, you know, I sang pop tunes on the show, but really my heart was always in, in Broadway music. And so, and show tunes. And yeah. so they found this, they found this, you know, Sondheim song and, and it really worked for that moment in the show. And they, they actually, that was lifted right out of real life, uh, right out of a real moment for me that they basically wrote and recreated, um, of me trying to pick up this dance number that I couldn't get and feeling bad. And I thought, what a great opportunity for other kids out there to see me struggling with something and feeling terrible about it and then, you know, kind of coming to terms with it. So, of course, yeah. I mean, now, it's a little after school specially, but I thought it was one of the most um, kind of genuine and authentic moments on the show. And it was, and it was. And you actually, um, how do you want to say it? I don't want to say uh, nailed it when you sang uh, Janet Jackson's song again. Yeah. You remember doing that? Oh. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, you so yeah. got that emotion in there, and I'm sitting there going, <laughs> okay. Now, um, well, it, we were thinking, I turned to Willie when we were re-watching it again, and I told him, I said, okay, and uh, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera have recording contracts, and where is she? You know, you, it's like, you know, you guys, you, you really did have, you really do still have a grand voice, even mm-hmm. from the tour that you're doing. It's like, Wow. And when you were talking and then you would go into those Disney songs and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, 
really? Okay, I didn't realize that. And I'm sitting there going, okay, yeah. okay, we need to see more of you out there doing that music. And, um, you know, so you did a wonderful job on that. Have, so speaking of that, did you ever go back and rewatch your performances? Um, not really. No. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, my, you know, in the off season, um, my my dad would like turn off the Disney Channel because I remember it was expensive back in the day. That's yes, right. It was. it was a cable channel yeah. that had to be paid yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah, it was a premium channel, and so my dad would only pay for it when new episodes were being aired. <laughs> no. So, I mean, we had them on tape, and I think they're still on VHS tape somewhere in my parents' attic. Um, <laughs> I think all the the shows, and I I I often wonder if if Disney would ever release those old archived shows so we all could just have high-quality versions of them. You um, know, I thought about that because Disney is planning on releasing that new streaming service, and mm-hmm. I'm curious to know if they're going to do that because, again, back in the old Disney Channel days, uh, they would play a lot of old Disney Channel movies and television that were made during Walt's time. So, um, a lot of kids nowadays, they don't get to see that usually, I guess, because now the, those, you can't find those DVDs anywhere. Um, and in fact, you, you, you honestly can't because we went to, there's a store in, um, Hollywood on Sunset called yes, Amoeba. Uh, yes. Amoeba? Is that how you say yes, it? Yes, that's right. And Amoeba, yeah. Yes, we went in there and we actually found the DVD Summer Magic of Haley Mills. And um, we bought it, and it was like five bucks. And I'm like, I am totally going to get this. And we have watched it like crazy. And, you know, so I'm curious to know if they're going to do that, too. Because to me, it would be worth spending the 19 or $20, whatever they're going to charge, just to go and look at the library that they have from the past compared to what they have today. You know, I I totally agree, too. But, I, you know, I kind of wonder if it's, like, if it's just not worth it to them, read the royalties for everything in terms of that pop music that we covered right. and, um, you know, having to pay royalties to all the kids. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure what the logistics are on that front. Not that Disney couldn't afford to do that, but, it, right. mm-hmm. you know, they might be looking at it and going, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. But I agree with you. I think if they released, like, a, a remastered version of all seven seasons, I think they would be shocked at the number of people who would purchase that. Just so it wasn't on some, you know, crappy, tired VHS tape in somebody's attic, which is which is kind of why I haven't gone back to see anything. Like, if I have gone back to look at anything, it's been moments of stuff that people have posted on YouTube over the years. But, right. you know, I haven't seen a full episode of the show since I was on the show. So, right. Wow. Yeah. Now, would Thank you, do you think that if, uh, would Mickey Mouse Club work today in this generation if they redid it? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'm not sure if it's hip enough for uh-huh. this generation. Um, I think, I mean, obviously people are the same and will always be the same, but uh-huh. the way we communicate, the way we consume um, entertainment and technology is so different now. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it would be enough 
for kids now, they might think it was sort of, no pun intended, I think they might think it was sort of cheesy. But, you know, back then, it was, pardon my French, it was the shit. Like, it was. Yeah, it was. mm -hmm. It was. Well, compared to you guys, and then remember the old Kids Incorporated show on Disney Channel? Kids Incorporated K. Yeah. Yes. 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 And we didn't, yeah. you know, and we're sitting here, we were, we were doing some, a segment and, uh, we were talking about Disney Channel. We were going through this and I went through the history of it. I'm like, Willie, oh my gosh, Fergie was on this show. I didn't even know that. Yes. I didn't even know she started yes, on that Martika. show. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I knew Martika. I knew yeah. about that, but I was like, wow, Fergie. I mean, even going through you guys' this set, we, the, the same thing with, uh, we knew about Justin, Brittany and, Christina. Um, and Christina, we had no idea about Kira Knightley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely no idea. And, uh, and, I'm sitting, and uh, Ryan Gosling and Ryan Gosling. And I'm was it Carrie Russell too? Yeah, Carrie Russell. And I'm sitting yeah. there going, "Okay, wait a minute. All right, sure." So we're sitting here pointing them all out, and um, it's interesting because we we also have uh, we're also going to be doing an interview with uh, Rona Bennett. You remember Rona? Oh, well, of course, of course. Yes. She's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Yes, yep. and she she's doing stuff with En Vogue now. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. She's like a headliner so, with En Vogue. Yeah, yeah she's, she's like it, their, she is. their front person. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's just like, wow, I didn't even I didn't even know all these people were in this show. And it's like, okay, I mean, I enjoyed every single one of them. But you look at them yeah. now, and it's like, all right, all right. I so, know, I know. This is where so many people got their start. It's crazy. So do you um, ever talk to any of them? I mean, maybe not the bigger ones, but um, do you ever talk to any of them, even with the bigger ones, like Christina um, or Brittany or any of that? You know, two of my best friends in the whole world, uh, I mean, my two dearest friends are Alana Miller and Carrie Russell. Oh, nice. Wow. You know what I mean? And I still still talk to Josh all the time. I speak to Dale. I just was texting with Dale today. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, had drinks, I had drinks with Chase the other night. I mean, like, we're all still, I shouldn't say we're all, but, you know, like, when we saw each other at this recent reunion, it was like no time had passed. Um, you know, because we had this childhood experience together, uh-huh. and that bonds you the way uh, nothing else can. Um, well, and, you know, people always want to know if I'm still close with Brittany and Justin and Christina, but they kind of came in at the end, you know? Right. They were the last two seasons, I believe. That's right. They they came in in season five and, you know, by then I was, you know, smoking in my truck. I'm kidding. I was going to say I wasn't. I wasn't. But, you know, I was like a seasoned, you know, I was like an old seasoned pro by then. And how many 16-year-olds do you know who hang out with 12-year-olds, you know? Right, right. So it wasn't like we were you know, super tight. But like I even saw Justin a few years ago in LA and we had a warm embrace because it was like, oh God, we went to the same high school together. You oh, know? Wow. Yeah. But so I, I can't say that I'm on speed dial with Brittany and Justin and Christina, but you know, Carrie and Alana are still my nearest and dearest friends. The next time you talk to Carrie Please tell her she's got two big fans yes. as far as um, <laughs> yeah, she was on August Rush. Yes. Oh, my goodness. my um, that I love, love, love that movie. So emotional. Just, yeah, 
I'm speechless at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. pretty great, pretty great, and I will definitely pass along hellos and hugs from you guys. Yeah. Oh, thank yes, you. Please do, because that yeah. we—I mean that—that that movie never got the proper credit. It I needed. agree. I agree. It was yeah. such a talented movie, and well, you know, he's a wonderful, wonderful actress and and a wonderful person. Lindsay, thank you so much. We do appreciate it. Oh my God, you guys! Thank you so much, and thank you for thinking of me for this. This is so it's, it's so special. Yes, most definitely. Well, Lindsay, we'll definitely be in touch with you on any future stuff. And um, again, thank you again for joining us. And uh, gosh, you know, we appreciate you keeping Disney alive and I agree, yes. keeping us in your heart. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you are so sweet. Thank you, thank you guys so much. It was it was wonderful to chat with you tonight. A lot of great chemistry in this episode. Yes! Yes, we love Lindsay Alley. We're going to be doing so much more with Lindsay. You have to stay tuned with that. But mm-hmm. Lindsay does a great Disney-type tour called Blood, Sweat, and Mouseketeers. And you can find out all the information about that on her website at lindsayalley.com. But uh, thank you so much for joining us for this long episode. It was a great special edition. A lot of history from former cast members to Willie and I to Disney and Jim Studios, we still call it. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Alley with Mickey Mouse Club and yeah. so much more. So we really appreciate you. Next week, an all-new episode of What About Our Life with Chris and Will with a new topic and another great guest. And, of course, you. So we appreciate you. And uh, we thought about singing the song, but um, we just decided not to. Yeah. So we're just going to say thank you again. We love you guys. See you real soon. Bye. Bye.